his own hand, he meeteth me. His faithful follower I would be, for by his hands he meeteth me. And when my task on earth is done, when by thy grace the victory's won, in death's cold wave I will not flee, since God through Jordan leadeth me. By his own hands he leadeth me. His faithful follower I would be, for by his hands he leadeth me. This next song, I'm not sure if it's a new song or not. If not, or if it is, then we'll just we'll go through it once or twice and then we'll, we'll pick it back up some other time. Beautiful words come straight out of Scripture. Uh, let's try this all together. Thou, Lord, are a shield about me. You're my glory. You're the lifter of my hand. Thou, O Lord, are a shield about me. You're my glory. You're the lifter of my hand. Hallelujah, 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 you're the lifter of my hand. Ha! Uh-huh. 
around my head. Amen. Let's go to God in prayer at this time. Will you bow and pray with me? Almighty and holy God, our kind and gracious Heavenly Father, we bow before you this Lord's Day evening. We come to you, Father, in the name of your precious Son, Jesus Christ. Father, we have come together this evening to praise your name, to worship you, and to bring glory to you. Father, we pray that the things that we say and do here, our thoughts and our attitudes will be pleasing and holy in your sight. Father, we pray that as we sing these praises to you this evening, that you will accept our worship as a a pleasing and holy sacrifice to you. Father, we pray that as we go about our daily lives in this world, that the things we do and the things we say will glorify your name in all that we do. Father, we uh, thank you so much for this church. We thank you for the, the work that you have accomplished through the efforts of, uh, of those here. We pray that you'll continue to bless this congregation especially and bless the elders that lead us here. We pray that you'll continue to give them wisdom that they may have uh, courage to, uh, to lead us in the way that, that we should go in according with your word. Father, we thank you for those that are, are working in foreign places to, uh, to make your name known. We are thankful for the, the fruit that has been brought into your kingdom as a result of their efforts. And we pray that you'll continue to bless them, watch over them, and, and guide them and guard them as they go about your work. Father, we are thankful to you for the freedoms that we have in this nation. We are indeed blessed here. Father, we uh, pray that you would bless the leaders of this nation, the the president. uh, We pray that you'll be with Barack Obama. We ask you to to be with those those that are advising him and those members of his cabinet, that the decisions that are made will be things that will be uh, beneficial to the the work of your kingdom in this nation, that we may continue to worship you in, in the way that you've commanded us, and we pray that you'll bless this nation and help us to uh, turn the tide of this nation back to uh, be in accordance with with your blessings and your word. Father, we ask you now to be with those of our number that are sick and are uh, suffering from various uh, diseases and, and injuries and afflictions. We pray, Father, that you'll bless each one of them and the things that they need that uh, that in accordance with your will, Father, that they will be healed and brought back to, to their full health, that they may once again uh, be, be with us and among us. We ask you to uh, bless each one according to their needs. Father, uh, go with us now through this worship time. Help us to center our minds on you and, and your son the sacrifice that he made and uh, we pray that you'll uh, you'll be with us and and that we can please you as we uh, have assembled here to worship you tonight we ask these things in your son Jesus name Amen Our song of invitation will be number 791 
due to a technical error of my own responsibility, uh, we're going to be using the books for that one. Um, 791 is a song of invitation that's on bended knee, if you might be familiar with that. Before our lesson, though, let's stand together and we'll sing Hilltops of Glory. Uh, We'll be using the screen for that. Uh, Everybody sing out, and uh, then Ben will bring us our lesson. Onward rejoicing, I tread life's way. Higher I'm climbing each passing day. Hilltops of glory now rise in view, where all shall be made new. Hilltops of glory I now can see. Oh, brother, won't you come go with me? Safe on the mountain, I soon shall stand. Hilltops of glory land. Way down in Egypt, mid-burning sand. Moses had started for Canaan's land. Never turn backward, always ascend. Unto the journey's end. Hilltops of glory I now can see. Oh, brother, won't you come go with me? Safe on the mountain I soon shall stand. Hilltops of glory land. Footsteps of Jesus before us lean. We tread life's journey, His warning seed. Evil allurements cannot prevail. I'm on the upward trail. Hilltops of glory I now can see. Oh, brother, won't you come go with me? Safe on the mountain I soon shall stand. Hilltops of glory land. Amen. You can be seated. Good evening. Thank you for being here. If you didn't know it, I'm honored to be your guest speaker tonight. So if you don't know me, my parents are Adam and Cindy Coleman. Thank you uh, for being here tonight. And this week I've been at a preacher's camp and was going to be in Graymere, but there were so many young men that want to learn how to lead in the church that there was an overflow, so I ended up going to Crosswinds and I was with our beloved brother Chuck, and greetings from the crosswinds and from Chuck. Tonight we're going to be talking about a safe haven and where we can find refuge in times of trouble and times of storm. Okay, had this problem this morning. Go, go to the next slide, please. All right. Last Friday, May the 23rd, three Tri-Delta sisters at the University of California were walking back to the sorority house like any other Friday afternoon, discussing plans about what they're going to do later that night, maybe go hang out. And all of a sudden, as they're walking back to their home, a man in a black BMW pulls up. 
by the name of Elliot Roger. That's his picture. They said whenever they saw this man, he had a creepy smile on his face. They said you could tell what he was about to do. That he was, he was, he was happy with what he was about to do too. They said before they knew it, they were being shot. He later, or earlier that day, stabbed three people to death. He ended up killing two of the sisters. And one of them lived to tell what happened. And later on, he took his own life. If you turn on the news tonight, you're going to see wickedness. You're going to see evil everywhere you turn. But I want to challenge you, don't turn on the news tonight when you go home. Open the book. Because if you turn on the news, you're just going to be discouraged. But as we're going to do tonight, as I encourage you to do every night, open the book so you won't be discouraged, so you'll be encouraged. So if you would, turn over to Psalms 37. Because that's where we're going to be most of this evening. Psalms 37. Go to the next slide, please. Psalms 37, starting in verse 23. It reads this, The steps of a man are established by the Lord, and he delights in his ways. When he falls, he will not be hurled headlong, because the Lord is the one who holds his hand. I have been young and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, or his descendants begging bread. All day long he is gracious and lends, and his descendants are a blessing. Depart from evil and do good so you will abide forever. In this psalm, early on, David is talking about how the wicked are going to look like they've got it going on. To not be afraid of the wicked and the ways of the wicked man. Because whenever we get to verse 23, we start finding out that the Lord has a different plan for you. Though it might not seem like it's going okay right now, it's going to be okay to trust in Him. So tonight, as we go on, I want us to look about how the Lord has a divine plan for us. How He has an outstretched hand. That our God is a God in whom we can stand and living out the plan so that we can live forever. We're going to start with the first verse of this psalm. Verse 23. Excuse me, the first verse that we're looking at, 23. The steps of a man are established by the Lord, and he delights in his ways. The steps of a man are established by the Lord. From the beginning, you were created to do good. Everything about you says good. When we look at these verses in Genesis 1, 26-27 and verse 31, it says that you are created in the image of God. Did you, did you hear me say that? Because that should bring a smile to your face. When you go home and you look at yourself in the mirror, you don't see yourself. You're the image of God. Do you get that? Do you get that whenever God created you, verse 31, He says it was very good. When God made you, He looks. He says it's good. It's not bad. It's good. God, from the beginning created you good. And not only did He create you good, He created you with a purpose. 
You were created on purpose for a purpose. Ephesians 2 verse 10 says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. From the beginning, when God saw you and He said, You are good. You were made in My image. Now go be good. Go do what I've called you to do. From the beginning, you were created on purpose. For a purpose. And that purpose is to do the Lord. Work. And finally, in God's divine plan, everything's going to work out. We're going to look at this verse a little later on. Romans 8.28 For we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. You've been, excuse me, you've been called to God's purpose. Ephesians 2.10 Did that not just tell you you were called, you were created good, you were created for His purpose. In God's divine plan, everything's going to work out. Everything's going to work out in God's plan. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay because when we follow that divine plan, all things will work out for the good. Let's go on down to verse 23 of Psalms 37. If you would, go to the next slide, please. Verse 24, it says, When he falls, he will not be hurled headlong, because the Lord is the one who holds his hand. I want us to focus on three things in this passage real quick. In this one verse. The first one is when we fall. David, in the next verse we'll read that David wrote this psalm later on in his life. And I think there's a reason he said, when we fall. I think David knew that a righteous man... Notice he's not talking about the wicked right here. He's talking about the righteous. He's talking about the people of God. He's talking about us. He says when he falls. He doesn't say if he falls or he'll never fall. He simply says when he falls. We find out in Romans 3, verse 23 that all have fallen short of the glory of God. That we've fallen short. But it's okay. Because we're going to be loved. We will be loved. Because the way of a righteous man is not about perfection. The way of a righteous man is about direction. It's not about perfection as a righteous man. We will be loved when we fall. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, Neither the present nor the future, nor any power, neither height nor depth, nor anything else of all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. When we fall, we will be loved. I don't care what your fall is, understand that you're still loved. 
So many times whenever we fall, we're saying, God can never forgive me. God will never love me. I just lusted. God will never forgive me of that lust. I just got angry. God will never forgive me of my anger. The list goes on. Whenever you fall, you will be loved. And the last thing in this verse that's so powerful is that whenever we fall, we will be loved. We will be lifted up. Before we go on the next slide, please. It says, When we fall, we will not be hurled headlong because the Lord is the one who holds our hand. Whenever we fall, God's not going to let us stay there forever. Whenever we fall, He's not going to say, you messed up, you got to stay there. Work it out yourself. Whenever you get it right, then come back to me. He doesn't say that. He says whenever He falls, He won't be hurled headlong because the Lord holds His hand. Turn over to Matthew 14. I want us to look at an example that's really powerful. Really powerful. Of how God holds on to our hand. Matthew 14, starting in verse 28. This is whenever Jesus is walking on the water and, and Peter sees Jesus and he, and he asks Jesus to let him come to him. Starting in verse 28. Peter said to him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, Come. And Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came towards Jesus. He saw a divine plan. Peter saw the plan and he said, Lord, I'm coming to you. If it's alright, I'm coming to you. And Jesus said, yes, come on. Come to me. He saw the divine plan. So he got out of the boat and he started walking the divine plan. Verse 30, But seeing the wind, he became afraid and began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. I love how, how 31 puts it. It says, Immediately Jesus stretched down his hand and took a hold of him and said to him, you have little faith, why did you doubt? Whenever Peter became distracted, whenever Peter fell, whenever Peter saw that sin, whenever, whatever gets you, whether it's a marital problem, whatever, whether it's anger or lust, whatever your fall is, Whenever Peter started to fall, just like us, he started to sink. He said, Lord, save me. And immediately, it doesn't say he took five minutes. It doesn't say he took time for Peter to swim and suffer and get up by himself. It says immediately when Peter cried out, Lord, save me. His hand was there. Jesus picked him up said, let's go on with this plan. Let's carry on what I've got laid out for you. Let's not just sit here. Because whenever we fall, we will be loved. We will pick, be picked up. It said that whenever Peter started to sink, notice it didn't say whenever Peter had drowned, Jesus picked him up. It said whenever Peter started to sink. So whenever you start to sink, God's got you. He's got your back. He'll pick you up. He'll say, let's go on with this plan. Let's go on. Because the Lord is faithful. His hand is always there. The next two verses 
There in Psalms 37, if you would go on and turn back over there. In Psalms 37, 25 and 26. I have been young and now I'm old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his descendants begging bread. All day long he is gracious and lends, and his descendants are a blessing. The Lord is faithful to the righteous. If you fall, His hand will be there. If you're in need, God will meet it. The Lord, He says, David says, I have not seen the righteous forsaken. He says, I've been here a while. He simply says, I was young once and now I'm old. I've been here a while. And throughout all my years, I've never seen God forsake His righteous people. The Lord is faithful. Romans 8 28, I said we'd get back to it. If you look at that, please tell me you see faithfulness. It doesn't say that the Lord is going to let all good things or bad things aren't going to happen to good people. It simply says, for those who love the Lord, for the righteous, all things are going to work out. Whenever I read that, that screams to me of God's faithfulness. That no matter what I'm going through or what I've done, He's going to be faithful to me. And Philippians 4.19 says, And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of His glory in Christ Jesus. Also, in, the, in 26, it says, And that His descendants are not begging for bread, that He is, right, that he is generous and lends all day long. The first couple of times as I was preparing and I was reading through that, I was just reading over it. And I was like, God provides. God doesn't let the descendants go. But as I read back, I want you to look at your Bible and see if that H is capitalized. Tell me if the H is capitalized. Because whenever I was reading it, I didn't see in a capital H there. So that just throws a whole other twist in what this passage means. It says, because if the Lord is faithful to you, you're faithful to your descendants. You're faithful to those you love. So in Matthew, in Matthew 25, I believe, yeah. Matthew 25, 35 through 40, 25 through 33, 34, sorry. I thought I had it on there. It says that whenever I was naked, you clothed me. Whenever I was hungry, you fed me. Whenever I was thirsty, you gave him drink. Since the Lord is faithful to us, we have an obligation to be faithful to those who we love. And to be faithful to our descendants. And finally, the last thing that I want us to look at in this, in this psalm. If you would go to the last slide, please. Thank you. It's verse 27. Depart from evil and do good, so you will abide forever. It's as simple as it gets. Notice how David didn't say, depart from evil and complete A before you complete B, and then before you complete C, you got to complete B, and then you need to go back to number 29. Because we try to make it complicated to get into heaven. We try to make it way too complicated to get in heaven. David simply says, depart from evil and do good so you will abide forever. Do good. 
which is going back to the same things. There's a way. There's been made a way for you to do good. So we read earlier Romans 8, 31 through 39. What then shall we say to these in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all? How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring us any charge against those whom God has given? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the, hand, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. There's been made a way. There's a way for you to get from heaven, I mean from earth to heaven. There is a way for us to come from here to there. And it's through Jesus and His blood because He makes intercession for us. That whenever we fall, His hand is there. That whenever we slip up, we're going to be loved. And it's through Jesus that that happens. Go to the next slide, please. Flee evil, do good, and give your best to God. There's a divine plan, and living the plan is the same thing. It's just understanding that you are good and that you can be good. That we are created good, and that we are called to be good. Created to do good. Ephesians 2 verse 10. Again, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. You were created good and you were created to do good. So be good. Depart from evil and do good so you'll abide forever. Sometimes I start to doubt. I don't know if you ever doubt if you're going to heaven or not. If you ever doubted your godliness, if you ever doubted whether or not that God still loves you and that, that your mind was still right. Philippians 4 verse 8 kind of gives us a checklist that if we ever get off of this and, and that we think that we've fallen to start crying out to God to pull us back up. It says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Let your mindset be on these things. Let God be on your mind so that you can depart from evil and that you can do good. Let's go to the next slide, please. And finally, in closing, your best will lead to rest. So you will abide forever. Whenever the end comes, where do you want to be? Where do you want to end up? Because there's a divine plan for you. you there's been a way prepared and there's always that outstretched hand of God. And He's always faithful to you. So simply, depart from evil and do good. A few years ago, I believe it was in 07 and in 2010 when we had the two tornadoes that came through. The 07, the one down in Cravens, the big one, and the one in Pickwick. Where did you go to during those storms? Where did you go whenever they came? 
I went down to my grandmother's house, got in the basement because she has a basement and that's, that's my safe haven when a storm comes. Where do you run to? Do you have a shelter? Do you have an inner closet in your house? Some of you come up to the church and get, get in this double-bricked hallway. When the storms come, where do you run to? Let me ask this question again. When the storms of this life come, whenever the devil comes at you, because he will, because even Peter fell, where do you run to? Is it your spouse? Is it a friend? Is it a loved one? Or is it your God? When the storms of this life come, where do you run to? Because God is our safe haven. God is where we can take refuge. And in Him, we can abide forever. I don't know what your needs are tonight, but if you have one, if you're struggling, if you think you're drowning, and you need assurance that God's hand is there to pull you back up, if you want to become a new creature tonight, we would love to stay here for however many we need to baptize. Because God's kingdom is important. And I want to see all of us in heaven together. If you need prayers, if you want to be baptized for the remission of your sins, whatever your need is, would you please come as we stand? down before your holy throne, lifting holy hands to you as I pledge my love anew. I worship you in spirit. I worship you in truth. May my life a holy praise unto you. On bended knee I come. With a broken heart I come. Bowing down before your holy throne as I look upon your face show your mercy and your grace change my life oh holy spirit make me fresh and ever new make my life a holy sacrifice to you amen
Thank you, Ben, for your, your passion for speaking God's Word and the, the courage that it takes to do that. And thank you for those of you who make this an environment that encourages us to want to do that, especially for uh, the rest of our lives. Uh, if you're visiting with us, we hope you'll uh, join us again soon. We do start our new summer series on Wednesday night. Um, some new series of lessons and guest speakers that we can look forward to. A quick note about Vacation Bible School. Dustin has added the registration to the lobby, so if you want to get a head start on that for those that you invite, that will be wonderful. We also need group leaders. Um, as we invite hundreds of kids into this building, we want the parents to feel comfortable and safe leaving their children here, and that means multiple group leaders for some of these larger groups. Um, if it's not in your comfort zone, do it for the adrenaline. We need you. Um, and we actually have a lot of other great ways to be involved, and we hope you'll find a way to do that. Uh, we're going to sing the last verse, or the first verse, of I'll Fly Away. If you need to take the Lord's Supper, it's been paired in a classroom to your left, and then we will close in prayer. Some glad morning when this life is over, I'll fly away to a home on God's celestial shore. I'll fly away. I'll fly away, oh glory. I'll fly away. When I die, hallelujah, by and by, I'll fly away. Let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for many blessings that we have. We thank you for this nation. We're so blessed. We thank you for our jobs. We thank you, Father, for every blessing we have, our families, our church family here. Dear God, we ask you to be with those who are struggling with diseases, especially those who are taking treatments for cancer. We especially want to remember Lucy Burgess at this time, her and her family. Dear God, we ask you to be with the nurses and doctors that are attending to her. Dear God, we, uh, we know that times we fail you, we ask for your forgiveness. We ask that you would strengthen us each day. We thank you for being and for this message. We thank you for his courage to... I proclaim thy word, Father, and we ask you would be with him as he continues to study and to learn. And uh, may we take the message he's uh, prepared tonight and uh, carried out in our lives. Dear Father, we uh, ask you again that you be with us and guide us in everything we do. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.